0: this is disney forever welcome to our perpetual disney movie investigation podcast i'm void and i'm here with my co-host katie who normally has amazing poll quotes do you have anything this week katie
1: no because we're talking about the whole show unless you want me to like quote you or something
0: no that's weird today's feature (laughs) presentation is us i guess we don't have a movie um we're talking about season two so season two is over we're wrapping it up we're taking a break for the holidays um So I kind of pulled some of the formatting that we did last year when we wrapped season one, and then I kicked out some of the questions, I added a couple new questions, I tweaked other ones, but these are kind of a bunch of questions to ourselves and to each other about the movies we watched this year, and also just a couple things about, like, where the show is at right now. So before we get into all of that, how did you think it went this season?
1: Uh, I'm still very happy that we decided to do this show, though I feel like I was conned into it at the beginning (laughs) um, because of my Disney history. But um, I'm pretty happy. Um, I feel like there's a lot of movies I never would have watched if it wasn't for this show. Definitely would have skipped the 1960s.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but even though we've suffered through, I still feel like it's worth it. That's good. Right. I mean, yeah. it's been fun. And then I've been able to share a lot of like Disneyland-related facts like this season because we covered a lot of movies that are... Disney land related, I guess.
0: Yeah, or like adjacent, or yeah, I love when you pull in those facts. Those are, that's super fun for me.
1: Yeah. It's been
0: great. Yeah. I mean for me like I am also glad that we decided to do this Um, it's fun watching movies that I wouldn't normally even though we mix in a bunch of ones that we like or remember liking um, having to like pick and choose between these ones that I've never heard of or I have heard of but I've never watched or looked up I just know it exists has been really interesting and then the thing that I'm finding more and more joy in over time is digging into like the history and the production techniques Um, that continues to be really fun and interesting for me it was something that that I didn't even do for like the first half of the first season and then at some point I added it for one of the movies and then it just became a regular thing and now I absolutely love it like I actually go and do the research on a movie before I watch the movie so I have more context for it which I think helps me kind of contextualize it in in time and um, in production techniques and approaches too. you know
1: yeah I mean it is the be- one of the best parts of the show to be honest <laughs>
0: Well, I have fun with it. Um, And then I guess the other, like, how did it go for this season is that the 60s kind of sucked for movies. I don't know. I didn't live through the 60s. Um, But for movies, like, they're not good to go back to. Um, I'm so glad that we're almost done with the 60s movies from Disney because I know that, like, in certain ways, the ones from the 20s through the 50s, they weren't, like, great they don't hold up to modern standards there's a bunch of things that like you and i nitpicked or we didn't like in this way or that way but there's something specifically about these 60s ones that's just like rubbing me the wrong way with like the way they're and we've talked about this in other ones so i'm not gonna stay on this for too long but just the way in which they're like sexist and racist is just It's, it's really bad. I don't know a better way to put it. Um, But I'm so ready to like get out of the 60s because we have sampled Disney movies from all the decades at this point. And the 70s isn't perfect, but the 70s gets better. We know that just from the small sampling that we've done already.
1: I mean, it has to get better. The 60s have been awful.
0: Yeah, they've been rough. I feel like they've been even harder to watch than the 50s movies, which is kind of surprising to me.
1: And we cut out a lot of the 60s, too. Like, there's a lot of movies that we didn't watch. And the ones that we have watched have just all been collectively not great, except for maybe, like, 101 Dalmatians.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that kind of gets us into my next question, which is, like, how are we feeling about the movies we have left? And... I wanted to say that we're still opting out a lot of movies like you just mentioned. Um, And mostly that's to keep things moving. And the other thing is because we don't want the show to get boring and negative. Like there are once we start to see a trend of, oh, Katie and I both don't like this type of movie from this like time period. We will try to pick one representative movie that's like the most well-known or has an important point in history and cover that one. But we did that for like the Westerns in the 50s. We're just like, oh, there's a ton of these. Let's pick like the one that's the most well-known and skip the rest because neither of us were feeling it. And we did that for um, dog movies in the 60s. There are a ton of dog movies, and we're just like, we don't need to watch all these. They're they're all similar, and we weren't excited about them. We don't want the show to drag. So, you know, we picked a couple movies from the 60s that had dogs or were about dogs and called it kind of representative. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about, like, how we're handling opting them out and then picking some, um, skipping others, all of that?
1: I mean, I feel, I feel like there's still, like so much to watch because there were some movies that we haven't watched that we need to go back to like Third Man on the Mountain Right, didn't get added to Disney Plus until later after we were already out of that decade.
0: And Um, some of them like third man on the mountain and uh i think tomorrowland fell into this and there was a cinderella remake i want to say we were going to watch at one point but some of the things have kind of fallen in and out of disney plus randomly without us knowing until we go to watch it and then it's like oh it's not here but it was when we checked and when we planned for it it's really strange
1: yeah that happened with the live action cinderella movie i think like then yeah yeah um it's just it's It's interesting. So, like, because we have that big list, right, that we keep of all the movies. And um, I feel like because Disney keeps adding movies and like taking them away. And it's almost like we don't know what we're going to get until we go to watch it. We're like, oh, it's not here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Um, But I feel like opting out of the movies has made it like the decades we don't want to stay in a bit more bearable. Even though, like, if we could just opt out of the 60s completely, that probably would have saved us <laughs> a lot of time, effort, insanity.
0: Yeah, we're almost done. I mean, we're like, the end is in sight. There's a couple we have to swing back around to next season, but we can just mix them in. We don't have to, like, dwell on the 60s now. We can almost, like, jump ahead, which should help. Um And I mean, there's so many movies that aren't even on the list yet, just stuff that's come out in like 2020, 2021 that I haven't gotten around to adding to the end of the list. So even though we make progress every year, the thing is time keeps going forward. So they're going to keep adding more movies on the bottom of our list. So we will catch up because we're watching them faster than they can put them out. But yeah, I didn't actually do the math this year. There's still a lot ahead of us.
1: Yeah, that's okay, though, because they've added added a lot of movies. I think in the last couple of years, but also they keep inner like dispersing movies from other decades too, which are probably not on the list or we don't know if they're on the list. I don't know
0: yeah i mean i like i also really like our current cadence where um we've mentioned this a couple times but i guess i don't know if we say it explicitly very often but we record two of these at a time just because it's the structure that i could make work with my current work schedule so you and i will watch two movies um it's like every other week and then we'll record two in a row and then we have a week where we don't record and so what you and i started doing at some point in season one is we would pair one movie that we feel like we have no idea what this is or we think this one is going to be bad or neither of us is excited for this one so we will pair that with a movie that one of us has some kind of interest or excitement or passion for um, and that means that every week we at least have one that we suspect is going to be good or if not good at least very interesting to talk about um, and then one that's just kind of like a wild card so usually the that one is the older one that you and i are just less familiar with and then there's one from like the 90s or the 2000s that or in 2020 you know um that we are more familiar with that we're psyched about
1: except for those times where uh i made a bad judgment call and they were ended up both being bad
0: (laughs) yeah that does happen sometimes i've done a couple too but i think i feel like there's a few that you thought would hold up and they just didn't
1: oh it was so bad i was like why did i even like this movie in the first place yeah the 90s yeah they were a thing (laughs)
0: Which, okay, so I, one of my answers to these questions coming up here is uh, around the 90s. So I guess I'm going to kick us off here um, with a bunch of questions around the movies we watched. So what surprised you the most in season two?
1: How awful the 1960s were. (laughs) Like, so I, I didn't expect for it to be so bad. And I, it was honestly so much worse than it had any reason to be. And a lot of it centered around like how prevalent and in your face the racism was, especially the closer you get to the civil rights movement. I don't know what that's about. I don't understand why, but it just was a thing that was happening. And also their use of like crude and non-politically like, correct language was just on a different level.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, that was what I put... Too, as the biggest surprise for me was that like in and, and we're not saying that this is how it was in real life for people living at the time but through the lens of the movies that we have watched we should couch it in those terms through the movies that we've been watching the racism and the sexism in the 60s actually seems a lot worse than the 40s and the 50s which I, and I don't know, I th- maybe your thought is right, is that like the civil rights movement was just around the corner and um, or actively happening, we should say. And because of that, there's just like tensions arising in society and films that we make are always a reflection of the society that we're in. Um, and so a lot of that is like boiling up to the surface. And now looking at it through modern day lenses, it's just bad, like it's harder to watch. It's harder to um, I don't know. It's it just stuck out a lot. And It's interesting because it's like we've sampled so much across all the decades now. We're not just sticking like in perfect chronological order. We are really jumping around. Um, Like I said, it seems to get better in like the mid-70s and beyond. It's not perfect, but it's better. And one of the things that surprised me this year, which is like kind of a sub-thought to what we're talking about here, is that even a lot of 90s movies just have like cringe moments or they have things that... um, you know, maybe they're not as blatantly like sexist, but there's definitely sexism there and it surfaces in a lot of ways where it's just like, it's very cringeworthy. It's very like, oh, that wouldn't make the cut today type of thing. Um, And I'm finding that interesting too because I didn't pick up on any of that at the time, right? Because I guess it was just kind of where culture was at at, in the 90s.
1: It's, It's a different... Like, none of the stuff that, that we cringe at now was okay then, but it wasn't right. looked at as being bad. I don't I don't know how to put that, because it's, like, a different time. Because, like, we grew up in the 90s watching a lot of these 90s movies. And stuff that, like, we didn't cringe at then, you just watch it now and you're like, my gosh, what was I thinking in liking this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's rather actually rather disappointing because you take a movie that you like so much that you used to like so much and you watch it and you're watching it through, you know, the 2021 lens and you're like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why was, why was this a thing? Why is this so awful? Like, it's just, it hurts a little bit on the inside but it's better. It's better to just let it go. Like
0: much like Elsa.
1: Yep. Those movies we just won't have in our, like we'll watch them anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I I think we covered that topic pretty well in depth and we've talked about it as we've gone through movies, but, um, next question on here, hopefully it's a little bit more, uh, fun, uplifting, but what movie most exceeded your expectations this season?
1: I put Howard
0: it's interesting so i i kind of made us watch this one because i had seen it before and i thought it was really interesting it surprises me that this one is on here for you why
1: i thought it was really good one because it was uh i learned so much more about him than i knew about and that how much of how much he was involved in the disney renaissance and then it was also very emotional and very touching because it was very sad like how his life was and then what happened and how he died and everything and how a lot of the movies that he was working on he never got to see those come to fruition because he passed away so it I thought it was really good so I mean I looked through all the other movies and this was probably the only one that really surprised me the most
0: well I'm glad I wasn't sure what you would think of it so it makes me happy to see it it here on your list this year. Um, For me, it was High School Musical 1, the first High School Musical. So you were threatening from the very beginning of this podcast that I would have to watch it. (laughs) And we got around to it this year. And, you know, I high school musical two is pretty bad um in my opinion and high school musical three is okay but it just didn't like i don't know didn't exceed my expectations it was kind of meh you know it was fine it was middle ground for me um high school musical one it just like exceeded all expectations it it goes so far above and beyond what i expect for a disney channel original movie like it has no right to be as good as it is and i legitimately enjoyed watching that movie I liked a bunch of the music from it. I liked the story a lot and how they just like tweak all of these things that you think they're going to fall into for like high school tropes and the stereotypical way things happen. And then they twist it and they don't do that. Like it's just I don't know. It was really, really good. I'm very surprised by High School Musical 1 and I ended up liking it a lot.
1: I can't tell you how happy it makes me that you liked <laughs> at least one of them a lot. I, I knew did. you weren't going to like the second one that was like a given cuz i don't even like the second one that much i just like two okay. songs from it and that's it
0: fair um so what movie most underperformed your expectations like what was disappointing we both have the same one here i'm just going to go ahead and say that
1: it's mulan from it's
0: 2020 mulan. the 2020 live action mulan what disappointed you about this one
1: literally the entire movie <laughs> <laughs> okay it it was cuz the animated version of Mulan very high expectations coming off of that because that movie is so good it's extremely well done the music is phenomenal the acting and the casting was phenomenal as well and the story itself is really good and so you have something that good coming out like having a live action version of it and it they told us right off the bat that it wasn't going to be a musical okay I can deal with that Not going to like it, but I'm going to deal with it. Right. But the rest of it just wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. And it's funny because I, I, I was listening to one of our older episodes I forgot which one I was listening to oh Hercules and I literally said that it's been disappointing every single time that they have made a live action version of a Disney renaissance film <laughs> that almost every single time it doesn't hit the mark as we had hoped it did there's some of them that, that are better and they have like different aspects about them that are really good um, but majority of the time, they have not been anywhere near in the same ballpark as the animated version. And this is no exception. And this is the newest one that they made, too.
0: Yeah. And I agree with everything you just said, so I won't restate it. But my my feelings line up with yours. Um, the thing I will say that is, I guess, my nitpick with this one um, is the editing. editing just drove me crazy in this movie it was you could tell that like the actual cinematography was fine and it was probably good um but you can't tell because of the way this movie is edited um also all the wire work all of the stunt work like the stunt team and coordination all of it is covered up by the way this movie is edited it's that way too fast paced, too many cuts. Like they jumped the line a couple times in a way that you shouldn't. It's just, it drove me crazy. Like the editing actively made this movie worse for me. So yeah, that one definitely underperformed.
1: It's disappointing because they were so hard at choreographing all those fight scenes. I know. And what we did see of them was really, really good. So it's disappointing that we didn't get the full picture because the editing was so bad
0: yeah absolutely um so what impressed you the most this season or like impressed surprised uh i i said tomorrowland i did too so we have the same one here as well what did you yes. like about it
1: i so i remember when this movie came out and i remember like when we talked about it uh obviously in the actual episode um I didn't go out of my way to see it at all because didn't think it was going to be that great because so far the run of movies based off of attractions or lands in Disneyland, not so great, right? right. Um, P- Pirates of the Caribbean was good, but The Haunted Mansion, not super great. Tower of Terror was okay. Um, but this movie ended up being really, really good. And I there was a lot of the... Uh, like different parts of the film that were really well done. Uh, Like every time she touched the pin.
0: Yeah, that transition was so cool. I love that.
1: It's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. It's incredibly dangerous, (laughs) but (laughs) it was done really, really well. And they really took a land that was simply an idea that existed at Disneyland and transformed it into an entire movie. And they did a amazing job with it also got to see small world at the 1964 world's fair and that's all that really matters
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like this one a lot too i mean for me the thing that really stuck out was like the art direction and the world building in it um seeing that vision like the the 50s version of the future you know 50s and i guess early 60s but kind of like that 50s vision of the future um and seeing that reinterpreted through modern eyes with like all of the cg graphics that we have now i loved it and then on top of that it's just a solid movie right like it's it's not above and beyond amazing for a movie but it's like yeah i can easily recommend it like it's a solid disney movie um so i like that one start to finish and i i just love the world building that they did for basically the other world when they go to that other reality it's really cool Same. Um, I, i agree okay (laughs) <laughs> what movie did not hold up to your memory of it so these are ones that we actually remember so you know coming from us that's going to be like 80s 90s 2000s basically i had to put two okay um i see it's theme with yours
1: here. It's, it's a theme basically any tim allen movie is not holding up at all
0: <laughs> yeah it
1: hurts so jungle to jungle um I was. I remember telling you like this. This movie, I loved it when I was a kid. It was super good. Watching it, I was like, this movie's awful.
0: <laughs> you talked that one up a little bit too much for me. I think
1: it was. It was, and I and I feel very sorry about that because That's okay, I'm you just didn't even, remember. Oh god, I was so disappointed in watching it. I was like, this movie is like not politically correct. There's a lot of sexism and some racism happening. This is not great. Um, yep. And then we just watched the Santa Claus, right, for yeah. our Christmas movie. And the majority of that movie is actually not very good.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when they're in um the Santa's workshop, you know, at the North Pole, it's good. And the rest of it is kind of like,
1: uh... Yeah, because like Tim Allen's very crude, inappropriate humor in both of those movies was not great. A lot of his jokes are very sexist, also not great um it's just both of them did not hold up as well as i had hoped at least for the santa claus i had high hopes for that one um because i watch it all the time i guess it was just not i guess finally got to that point where i'm like ah this movie's not gonna get rewatched again for a long time if ever
0: i mean for me it was a goofy movie like that
1: that hurts so much I know to see I, you put that there
0: I know but it's just like not well constructed as a movie like I didn't necessarily misremember it but I've heard so many people talk about this one so between the time I last watched it and now and when we watched it this time I had heard really good arguments where people are like this should have been included in the Disney Renaissance movies and so in my mind I was like oh maybe it was better than I remember like maybe it was like on that same tier as like Aladdin and Lion King and Mulan and all those and and it's just it's not um, and like it's not that any part of it is really bad. It's just not as amazing as I thought it would be going back to it. And also now seeing it with adult eyes, I'm like this movie's just constructed really strangely like it's it's not that the pacing is boring. It's that like. Scene to scene doesn't always make sense how they get from one point to another or, like, why they're spending time on this thing and not that thing. And then the thing that still is bothering me is that they're, like, floating down a river on the back of their car and then suddenly they're at the Powerline concert at the end of the movie. And I'm like, it felt like you cut a huge chunk out. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So... It was very disappointing in that aspect.
1: That was literally the scene I was going to mention. I knew that was the one you were going to pick too, because it doesn't make any sense how they're floating in a river in the middle of the Grand Canyon and then they're at the
0: Staples Center. That's doesn't exactly make any sense. That is why it is this in this spot for me. It's just like, <laughs> nope, that doesn't hold up. Um, okay, how about <laughs> what movie? I don't think either of these will uh, surprise people, but what movie? would you least like to watch again in the future? So if there's one movie I could promise you for the rest of your life, you never have to watch from season two of this podcast, what would you pick?
1: Babes in Toyland.
0: Yeah, I kind of knew that one based on your reaction when we watched it.
1: Uh, it's awful. It's not good. Um, uh, truth be told, didn't even finish the last six minutes of this movie, so I don't even think I actually saw The Toy
0: Soldier. Oh my, okay. For me, it's Pollyanna. Pollyanna was brutal I had to break Uh. that up into like three or four watchings and I still barely got through that movie I hated it it was horrible it was not good there's no redeeming it was just no Pollyanna never again Um, (laughs) okay so here's a twist (laughs) on I didn't want this one to be super negative but I thought it was kind of an interesting thing Um, what movie would you not recommend to somebody but you're really glad that you've now watched it so you can reference back to it in your own head I put the Rocketeer. Oh, that's interesting. Why?
1: Uh, Because I can just check it off now. Like, I'm not going to tell people to go watch this movie because it's not like the best movie ever, but I've now seen it and I'm happy. We finally watched it because you always were talking about it. How it was a movie that you never got around to watching. But, like, you always wanted to watch it. And then I've only seen it, like, once, I think. I'm not even entirely sure if I had seen it before until we watched it. But I'm glad that, like, I finally watched it. I understand, like, where the mask and, like, how he's a superhero and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, the whole thing where it all comes from. And now I can just check it off and I don't have to go back to it anymore. (laughs)
0: that's fair I mean I thought about putting that one on here but I saw that you had it and I was like okay what else um and so me for me I think it's really Tron um Tron is a movie that is referenced so much in so many spaces and I had never watched the original I had only seen Tron Legacy um and so I'm glad that we watched Tron and Tron Legacy because Tron the original gives so much context to Tron Legacy that it makes Legacy much stronger having watched it that being said, I would never recommend that anybody should go watch Tron cuz it's not actually good. Like it's it's fascinating. It's interesting what they were doing with graphics at the time. You can tell they were like pushing the boundaries on stuff. It's imp- it's one of those that I feel like it's impressive when they made it for like what they were able to do with the movie, and I loved digging into that history behind it, seeing the places they were pushing boundaries. It's just it doesn't mean that it's a good movie for people to go back and watch.
1: No, it's really it's really not. It's one of those movies where a lot of people have some deep nostalgia for it because, like my dad would talk about this movie all the time and like my brother, but it's really not a good movie, like no at all. but it's one of those movies that is like on the list of movies that everyone should see at least one time, I feel like. To just to, like, get it out of the way. Like, oh, have you seen Tron? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw that really awful movie with, like, the glow sticks and stuff. Yeah, I saw it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm very glad that I've watched it. Um, okay, what was unexpectedly fun in season two?
1: For me, it was because you liked High School Musical. So I put High School Musical down the first one. Okay. Um, Because I I was completely unsure how you were going to feel about it. Um, It was it was like a 50 50 you were either gonna like it or you were not gonna like
0: it i will always give well i always try to give a movie a chance but i will always really give a musical um a chance because i enjoy musicals so i i was trying to have an open mind going into it and i'm really glad that i liked it as much as i did because
1: i talked it up so much because high school musical is something that i really love um i knew because i knew right off the bat you weren't gonna like the second one (laughs) <laughs> like, cause it's not good. It is not good. um The only reason I wanted you to watch the second one was because it was the first of, of the High School Musicals that zach Efron actually sang him like as himself in.
0: The, so, the main thing I remember from that one is like a moody singing solo number on a golf course where he's just walking around. That's the only around.
1: thing you should remember. Okay, to be it's
0: it's the main thing I remember from that movie
1: fine. It's really fine because right. my sister and I only like two songs from that movie and it's Bet On Me, which is the one where he's moody walking around dancing on the golf course and when uh Gotta Go My Own Way when Troy and Gabriella break up, which is like <laughs> right after, like right before Bet On Me. Um, But honestly, those are the only two songs that even matter. The rest of it is just not super great, but it made me really happy that you liked the first one because... My favorite is the third one, obviously, like that's my favorite of the high school musicals. But the first one is good. So I'm glad you liked it. And it makes me very happy that you at least liked one of the
0: three. I did. I like that one. I legitimately like that one. And I think three is decent, too. I didn't love it, but I, I really liked that first one. Um, <laughs> for me, the thing that was unexpectedly fun this season was Aladdin and this is, this is the like question I struggled the most to go back and find my answer to. Um, and I ended up coming back. I put Aladdin on here. I changed it out a couple times and I came back and I put it back on. So this is the Aladdin from 2019. And you and I have talked about how the live action remakes, they're very hit and miss. They're mostly miss, but every once in a while something clicks. And for me, Aladdin was one where I like the music and the dancing in that movie way more than I thought I would. And... I, I legitimately like that aspect of the live action version. Like, I like the Genie song. I like the the dance numbers and how they incorporated them into the story um, with, like, the singing and the story around it. I don't know if I would go back and watch Aladdin from 2019, um, the live action, start to finish. It's not like... I, I don't feel that strongly about it, but I have... The reason I put this here, I guess what I should say, is that Genie number with Will Smith and with Aladdin and Abu and, you know that i have legitimately watched that a bunch of times just on youtube because i was like oh man that was really good i want to see that again and so since we watched this movie i don't don't know i've probably watched that like 10 times just kind of randomly if i'm on youtube and i'm like i should go watch that again um so that's why it's here like i wasn't expecting that from it but i did end up enjoying that
1: i feel like the aladdin from 2019 had like a giant wall in front of it because it's really hard to remake a movie that's super beloved, yeah. but also to remake a movie that had a, a very beloved character in it that was voiced by Robin Williams. It's hard. And I think that they did a good job of trying to make it their own because they didn't take any of the stuff that was improv by Robin Williams and include it. They let Will Smith kind of have his own free reign and I think he did a pretty decent job at, like, taking up that role. Because that is a hard role to fill. Like, how do you fill that?
0: Yeah, and there are parts of it. The thing is, it's it's really long. It's like a two-hour movie. But there are yes. pieces of it that I legitimately laughed and I thought were very well done. Like, when Aladdin is, like, presenting himself as Prince Ali and... <laughs> Um, see, you're already laughing because like Will Smith is like under his breath, just talking to him about like how not to mess it up. And then like, oh, my God, you're messing it up. Like, (laughs) I I can't remember exactly what he said. But I remember laughing at that scene. And I also remember legitimately laughing at a bunch of the stuff between Will Smith and um, Jasmine's handmaiden that I don't remember her name either. But just that relationship was so well done. So there are there are pieces of that live action Aladdin remake that are very well done. It's just that you have to find them within this two-hour movie where the whole thing isn't super well-paced.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, CGI blue Will Smith, not super great.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad that he's not CGI blue most of the time. He's mostly not yeah. that.
1: I'm just surprised that they chose that option rather than going the direction that they do with, like, say, uh, what they did in the the onstage version of it, where... At the one at California Adventure, uh, he was blue, so they like painted him blue, and he looked normal. And then I think the stage version, like the Broadway version, he's not blue.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Like they could have gone that way, but they chose to do the, like we've got a budget, let's spend it on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and they do a lot of other cool things with the budget, like the production design of that movie is incredible. So
1: oh, so good. Costumes great.
0: (laughs) I know it's it's a weird one because I can't just like I can't give it a blanket recommendation, but there are a lot of things within that movie that I can definitely say were great. So I feel mixed about it, but it was unexpectedly fun for me. Um, So last question here. What was your favorite movie that we covered this season?
1: Uh, Well, me personally, it was High School Musical 3.
0: (laughs) Okay, just because it's one of your favorite movies.
1: Uh, It is one of my favorite movies. I also was looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. I was. Slightly disappointed that you didn't like it as much as I did, but also, you gave it a chance um, because I thought it—I thought it was really well done. They had a lot of, they had a, a much bigger budget at that point, and they really went all out for that because it was a theatrical release rather than being a Disney Channel original movie. And I mean, I just love that movie, so I look for any excuse to be able to watch it.
0: So, well, I'm glad that we gave you that excuse this season. Thank you. Uh, for me, it was cars like I just I, I added this one on a whim at some point in the middle of the season and then we kept bumping it because like other things took precedence. and I didn't the reason this is on here is like I didn't feel super strongly about this movie. I just kind of in the back of my mind was like, I think that was a good movie. We should watch it at some point. So yeah, we were about halfway through the season. I think I did it as my pick one week and then something happened where it got shuffled down a couple weeks. And then as we were about to get to it again, the same thing happened and it shuffled down a couple weeks. So this got pushed really near the end of the season. And I was like, I almost cut it for something else. I don't even remember what at the time. Um, But you're like, no, we keep bumping. it. You're like, we should watch it. You've had it on there for a while. And so we watched it and I was just like, start to finish, amazed at how well Cars holds up as a movie. The story is good. The animation, world building, and sound design all together are just, like, incredible with this world they've created where everything is themed around Cars. And all of the animation that they did where, like the things that we talked about in depth in that episode but you know figuring out how to give the cars personality without having them deform and stretch and change like typically animated cars would do you know a lot of it instead is like using real car parts and movements to animate the characters and then giving them life through like their windshield being their eyes um it was just I don't know. It was so well done. It holds up like right now, if it came out, it would still be a five star, like two thumbs up type of movie. Um, And I just love it way more than I remembered. Um, So yeah, it, it got like top marks for me across the board. And it's not that I thought it was going to be bad going into it. But I was just surprised by how much I love that movie.
1: I still really enjoyed it when I watched it. I thought it was still really, really well done. And it's still like, I don't know. There's just something about it that still makes it amazing. And I love that I told you that it's the same storyline as Doc Hollywood, and you'd never seen that
0: movie. So, no, I had no idea. Um, Cool. Well, watch along. We don't have any next steps for watching along because we're taking a few weeks off for hiatus. Uh, and then we're going to be back with season three. We usually start that up about mid January. So we don't have an exact date, but sometime in January, we'll show back up on your feed. Just stay subscribed to the feed. Um, what we have in store for season three, we are moving out of the 60s. Like I said, we have a couple movies left um, that we'll circle back to, but mostly we're done with the 60s. So we're kind of moving into the 70s as the piece of Disney history that we're picking away with. And then, of course we're mixing in whatever else we want for variety which we haven't decided yet like I said we're taking a break for the holidays anything else that people should know Katie before we sign off for the end of season 2
1: um thank you for listening keep listening and don't don't leave us
0: <laughs> don't leave us stay with us to the end we're gonna get through all the Disney movies even if we opt some out to save our sanity and yours Uh, we will get to the end of that list at some point that is the goal I think that's it I think that's yeah. it for season two. Thanks for listening to season two. Um, you can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at com, or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod.
1: You can talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. <laughs>
0: I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom, that's green mushroom without the E's, on Twitter. I'm also on the geek to geek podcast with PJ Keaton.
1: And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram by searching the handle at Catherine P. am also the co-host of two other podcasts with my best friend, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop.
0: This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week, as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right?
1: I mean, you keep trying to make me rot ratatouille, so I guess we'll get there eventually.